Sacred Woman by Queen Afua, Part 3, The Nine Gateways of Initiation, Chapter 12, Gateway 7, Sacred Relationships, beginning on page 306. We have many mothers. A sister newly on the path of purification was talking with me about her troubles with her mother. She said, my, mother, my relationship with my mother has never been good, and it hurts me because I keep going back and trying. I keep trying to bring my mother healing information, and she won't accept it. I had a big fight with her this week, so I think that's what triggered a binge of emotional eating. Our first and most relationship is with our mothers, and no matter how we get or whether they're still on this planet or not, that relationship continues to affect us deeply. What changes over the years is how we come to view them. With deep inner work and purification, we can move from rage and non-communication to compassion and acceptance. But in the meantime, we don't have to do without the mothering each one of us needs, whatever your age. We all have different mothers in the world. In your meditations, tap into all the mothers in your life. We have a mother who brings us into the world. She's the gatekeeper who got us here. And so we give gratitude and thanks. We may not be able to get all we need from her, though. You know the principle that it takes a village to raise a child, and we're constantly being raised by others as we grow up. So that means we have a number of mothers. Give praise for all of them. The creator is your mother. She doesn't leave this void. We're constantly getting what we need. We just need to open up our eyes and see. There may be a woman at your job who keeps supporting you and assisting you and giving you advice. For example, my accountant has been my mother for the last two weeks. She's helping me acquire the building that we're in. She says, I don't know what it is, that has me calling up and checking on, checking and investigating for you and doing all this work and making all these doors open. But I know it's because I'm her true child. And I know she has wisdom that I don't have. And I submit to that. A girlfriend may mother you sometime. So don't feel like you're empty. Feel glad about your birth mother. As a matter of fact, you may be the mother of your mother sometimes and give her what she can't give herself, even if it's simply a good thought. You know how we can be in the same room and send thoughts to each other that knock us out? You say, I wonder how I come feeling so bad. It's because you're in a room full of thoughts that have not been lifting up your spirit. So try sitting with your mother and thinking, I love you, mom. I thank you for your strength you've shown me, known it's not on the physical plane, but the spiritual one that you're connecting, and know that she's giving you the best mothering she has in her. If you can show her that gratitude, your daughters and your daughter's daughters will give you the same energy back. Healing our mothers and ourselves. My mother hurts to this day, a client told me. 20 years later, she's in grief because when she came with her children, her mother said, 
You can't bring those children here. You better go back to your husband. But he abused her, so she had to go to a shelter. That's why I say, if your mother other opens up the door and lets you in, you can just kiss her feet in gratitude, because gratitude builds. If you just keep saying, thank you, thank you, thank you, it creates light and your mother will heal. This is her chance. You are her love energy. A final healing. A sister is in one of my workshops said, I had to write my mother a letter and tell her that I refused to be Cinderella anymore. And she said, fine. And a friend of hers called me up and said, listen, I've seen your relationship with your mother. Go about your life. If she ever needs you, I'll call you. So for two years, I was free. And when I got that telephone call that she needed me, I went to her. She was amazed that I would nurse her. I would nurse anyone. As a matter of fact, I told her that and it broke up our relationship again. But that's what she did for me. She made me a person who would help anyone. Watching her die, I saw that she came to realize what she had created. She saw what she helped me become. She had a wonderful passing, but I can say I don't have a sense of freedom with her gone. Now I see that our mothers come to terms with all this by watching how we're living our life, by how we transform and how we make peace with ourselves. That's when you, your mother will come into your energy field. Right now, she may be refusing to even acknowledge you like you don't exist. You're not my daughter. And you're constantly trying to live up to this image that she has in her mind of you. But you have to understand that you have to transform. You have to be at peace with yourself and be patient. In time, your mom will come to learn who you are and what she has helped bring out. Come together sister to sister. A sister once told me, my grandmother said to me, don't take anything from women. We got scared of each other because of competition for men. We and scarce survival resources. As a result, we've tried to hurt each other and keep each other down. But now we're going to begin and open up and look at each other and hug each other and know that it's going to be okay. And when we do our inner work, life reflects who we are now, when we're out in the world, when we see in our own reflection, when we take our loving bath and take time to do our affirmations while we're commuting from home to work, we're incorporating wellness into our whole life. So keep your lemon water by your desk. Have your ma'at feather in your meditation bag and pull it out a high, at high noon when you feel really stressed out. Then it will be easy when you're with another sister because she'll be reflecting what you've done for yourself. Trust the womb in her as well. Sister to sister growing. As sisters, Queen Esther and I spoke the same language, shared the same vision, raised our children together. We sat around the table and talked and sometimes our sessions seemed to go for days. 
we became spiritual blood sisters. My sister was so young, but yet so very wise. Her joy of living inspired me to live a life in a more beautiful way, in a more ecstatic way. She added to my fire. When Queen Esther is a cultural activist, extraordinary African mother of two, entrepreneur, businesswoman, and dancer of pure grace, she is lovely woman indeed, who above all has a love for her people that is profound and supreme. As sisters, we sat back to back with in- in- inquisitions of the heart, the mind, and the spirit. And oh, how the answers did flow from me to her and through her to me. We made a pact. That we were old and still vibrant at a hundred years of age and beyond. We would come together and witness. We would share and remember our story of living. Together, we explored our spiritual lives. We made a home in the Native American sweat lodge and received our sacred feathers. I was her support on a reservation in the Black Hills of South Dakota. Her father, Mr. Hunter, was a part of the Blackfoot Indian people. His blood running through her African body allowed Queen Esther to be one of the first African women to dance in the sacred sun dance a tradition that has been in place for thousands of years. Every year in the month of August, the tribes come together to pray for deliverance and for the earth, our mother and father spirit, the rock, people, and two-legged and four-legged creatures, and the winged people. They came together to dance fast and sweat for liberation. They pray for freedom and political prisoners in American jails. During slavery, many Africans fled to the Native Americans for refuge, and they were able to live together because of their common traditions, views and rituals of family, sharing, and moral values. Both groups respect nature and both believe in the sacred feather. The eagle of the natives of Turtle Island and the Nubian sacred falcon were birds that represented our spiritual ascension. From this coming together emerged such people as Mr. Hunter, part Blackfoot, part African. Chief Crow Dog was a bad dude, which in Harlem means powerful in a positive way. He was also empowered in the same tune as one of the leaders of the Sioux Nation. He honored and gave permission for my sister, Queen Esther, to dance in the sun dance of South Dakota's Black Hills. So did Morenzo a sweet lodge, sweat lodge leader, artist, and friend from Chicago. Together, over 150 people who came out to be sun dancers and supporters, we pitched a tent on the reservation. We washed in a nearby lake when we rose at sunrise and fasted. The morning was filled with drums that woke us at 5 in the morning to begin the purification ritual which went on for four days. Esther would dress in traditional Native American garb, feathers, shawls, and wraps. She would do a morning sweat, then dance for eight hours in the sun and the rain. I supported her and Lorenzo during the sacred time. 
Each night during the four-day dance, my sister and I sat on the great mother, Moot, in the sweat lodge, heated with 20 to 40 hot rocks. One of the most amazing sweats was when we shared the lodge with some Native American women from Alaska. They were spiritually solid. We sweated out our old pains, resolved anger, unfulfilled dreams, and disappointments. We sweated for hours and strengthened by the power of our people until a freedom call rang out from deep within. Freedom is at hand. Resurrection of a nation is coming forth. As we grew into woman to woman, we sweated out negativity, old baggage that we packed up as we journeyed through life. At times, we forgot to study and we let the unlearned lessons accumulate. We forgot to put down the excess baggage. But when we caught ourselves starting to dry up like raisins in the sun, we talked together, prayed together, meditated together, and rocked the pain away. We call on freedom, strength, love, power, forgiveness, and peace for ourselves, our bodies, and our extended families. You will always be with me, my sister woman, Queen Esther, even if we are miles apart. Thanks to the Creator, I know how to call you up without a phone. My deep friendship with Queen Esther is a powerful example of a wonderful sister-to-sister relationship. It's great to have a soul connection with a generous, loving woman who's working on herself. But it's a whole nother thing to have a relationship with the woman who's working with you. A relationship stagnates when the other person is capable only of offering negativity to you. Why is it some women are able to claim the mantle of sacred woman while others proudly claim the mantle of a bitch? They can control and terrorize us for ages, but as we begin to work on ourselves, we discover that in reality, bitches are wounded women in need of deep healing. And here ends the reading on page 309.